Hi, welcome or welcome back to my podcast, Consistency of Life. It's your internet big sister Kate here, and today's episode is going to be all about the age of indulgence, so let's get into it. (laughs) Indulging is to allow oneself to enjoy the pleasure of, according to the Oxford Dictionary. An indulgence is doing something that you enjoy even if it has negative consequences. Now, I just want to state that time is your most important asset, and how you choose to spend it will dictate how you feel and who you become. And because of this, (laughs) I am now going to call myself out, hold myself accountable on this one, and just admit that I have not been using my time to gain valuable outputs. And what I mean by that is that if I'm inputting my time, I'm doing it to get a valuable output, such as studying to get an A in a class or putting in the hours to gain a promotion or working hard to take your business to the next level. I have been like stuck in this loop of just waking up later than I desire and just not being the best version of me and taking advantage of my time and my resources and my skills. And when I'm not the best version of me, I'm not evolving and I've actively been choosing the choice of overgrown comfort. So Because I've been dealing with this rut as of late and have gained a new perspective, I figured I would share a little bit about that. And I've talked about the discipline aspect of this today, but I'm going to focus on indulgence because I've noticed an increase in shortened attention spans, bad habits arising, and overindulging in many people around me and even myself as I stated. And I've also heard a lot of people talking about this and I found that it comes typically from an addiction to escape. And now the addiction of escapism is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy. You could be addicted to using social media drugs or even sex as an escape and all of those play into this void that you have yet to put your attention on to actually deal with the underlying issue because trying to avoid that underlying problem is just playing into your misery and even if you're doing positive things for yourself to make a change if you've used for example social media as an escape and are trying to do a dopamine detox or cut back then most likely you're gonna have this feeling of unsafety and you're gonna have a desire to revert back to what you're trying to change and grow beyond because your nervous system has subconsciously been wired to feel at ease and safe when on social media 
because that's, you know, a habit that you've ingrained in your routine that you can control and that, you know, it's, and it's all subconscious. It can all go on and you don't even realize it. And feeling unsafe can, it can take a toll on the body and it arises from discomfort, like trying to make that change to cut back on it. It's, you're going to feel uncomfortable even if you're working towards long-term comfort. But I'm, I'm saying that like that temporary discomfort to make the change for long-term satisfaction and contentment is worth it. Because if you don't address your addictions now, whatever you're using to just kind of fill this void that you're not putting your attention on, the more you do that, the more discomfort you're going to add. And it's a difficult process to reverse because you've filled that void with all of these external pleasures and in order to actually fill that void with knowledge and healing and actions and a way of living that's actually going to give back to you and help you grow as a person it's going to be an extreme level of discomfort to kind of pull back from all of that and actually put attention on what's going on underneath but you have to do it because if you are overly indulging in these external pleasures then you're not finding any pleasure in your life or in anything beyond it Otherwise, there wouldn't be an addiction. You wouldn't need that dopamine hit, that temporary dopamine, which is just messing up all of your receptors in your brain, by the way. And I'm saying this for whatever addiction it is, whether it's the media, drugs, food, sex, whatever it is, it applies in all areas. And... for building healthy habits i would recommend the book atomic habits by james clear for building those healthy habits and habits that will increase your level of intention and satisfaction now i believe it was dr thomas gilovich that said sorry if i'm butchering his name that said one of the enemies of happiness is adaptation we live in a generation of consuming from the media to the food industry and we as a society need to take accountability for how we apply ourselves as consumers with intentional living and this means taking actions and making decisions that are important to you and who you are 
And I want to add that the people that say money is the key to happiness are the people that don't have it. Because like Dr. Gilovich said, one of the enemies of happiness is adaptation. Money can make you happy temporarily. Yes, that is true. But after a while, you get desensitized to the stacks of hundreds always being around you or near you at all times and never having to look at your bank account to make sure you have enough for whatever it is that you need or want to buy. When you adapt, it becomes normal. It just becomes a part of your reality and is no longer this grand source of joy. And I say this and I bring this up because I believe it comes from a lack of accountability in oneself by saying the reason they aren't happy is because they don't have money or because they don't or because their job sucks or they don't live in the city that they want to. When really, while those can be contributing factors, you if you aren't doing anything about it, especially if the if especially if you have the resources, then you are the real reason that you aren't happy. It's not because of all of these external factors of which you could do something about. So don't say you want to be happy because if you really did, then you would take the time to make the necessary decisions to guide you in that direction. And I, I get it because sometimes people can get comfortable in their despair or in their sadness because, to like I've said, to work through that is a really uncomfortable feeling. But with that being said, you should never discard your sadness ever. You should listen to it and you should recognize that it is there and that it exists. It's not about getting over being sad and that the reason you're sad is because you don't have this or that. It's about going through it and reversing your focus on everything you lack in life to everything you have to be grateful for and everything you do have. You have the sun. You have the smell of fresh cut grass or the sounds of the city below you. You have dogs that love you unconditionally and cats that will hiss away the evil. I mean, you got the sound of child's laughter and you got books unread and waiting to change your perspective on life yeah life can fucking suck okay but as much as it can suck and really just i know there's a lot of shit in the world that will mess someone up but there's another side to the coin and on that side it shows all of the good humanity chooses to continue to perpetrate and show that there's still a portion in society that has faith in our present and our futures. And when you allow yourself to see the abundance in your life around you and feel it and acknowledge it by maintaining a state of gratitude, you'll lose the desire to indulge unintentionally because there's nothing you're running from and you have everything that you need. Now, I think the best way that anyone can spend their time is indulging in knowledge. Just indulge in knowledge start reading more books hang out with more intelligent people start introducing education destinations such as museums or libraries or or places of peace such as coffee shops into your weekly or daily routine 
take a break from all of the bullshit and start utilizing your time to build your knowledge and wisdom and find your own truth to live by. I think it's so important that we as human beings think for ourselves and stop trying to play into various narratives that we've been told or that we tell ourselves to live by because the power of knowledge has the ability to actually change the world no matter how big or small. I I remember I used to love going outside and writing and reading books as a little girl and then somewhere along the line technology and easy accessibility came and I faded right into it and drifted away from everything that I once knew and loved and I sat inside on my phone all the time and I never cared much for myself or my own thoughts and I was I just became this zombie. And it wasn't until that I deleted, like I did this, I went through a really rough time and just deleted social media completely and then realized, I was like, well, wait, what do I do? (laughs) I was like, holy shit, wait, I have thoughts in my brain. Oh God. And it was just like, oh, fucking damn it. They're still there. And (laughs) I just, it was weird. Once I put down that distraction and once I put that like addiction away, I almost, it's weird. I started falling back into place with what, truly wanted to fill that space and once I started paying attention to that I real I slowly started writing again and reading again and going outside and listening to music and incorporating those parts that I used to really really enjoy back into my routine and I swear I started to feel more at peace and in tune with my thoughts and emotions and it completely changed my life and my world. And also, I mean, reading alone can, I mean, it exercises the brain. It's a form of free entertainment it reduces stress it is motivational apparently it increases general knowledge it improves sleep it improves literacy um i mean it improves the concentration and it and ability to focus and i mean the positive writings the positive effects of writing are it also leads to a greater feeling of happiness just to let you know <laughs> so indulge in activities that are going to give back to you or the world around you in a positive manner because it will lead to a sense of enlightenment create an addiction around knowledge and living intentionally and start turning your pain into power as i've said living with intention means taking actions and making decisions that are important to you 
am true to who you are. And some way, one, a few ways to start this is one, by identifying your core values. When you prioritize your core values and principles and you put them into action on a daily basis, you will be living true to yourself and you'll be able to create a trust within yourself and the life that you're living and leading, which is very important to have that connection with yourself, which plays into the second one is taking the time to get to know who you are and being patient and kind and compassionate. A big part of that of living intentionally is getting to know yourself on a much deeper level and discover what it is that actually makes you feel fulfilled inside. What do you value? What do you care about? What do you do because others do it? What do you not like? What are parts of you that you don't like? What are parts of other people that you don't like? What are parts of you that you absolutely love? You know, and just getting to know where you stand and who you are. And I mean, even ask yourself about politics or beliefs or religions. I talked about this a little bit in, um, my last episode heartbreak with ego death which i suppose could come here if you're you know completely you know kind of trying to discover who you are create that connection it may not be a sense of an ego death but an ego reconstruction and really just taking the time to actually ask yourself, who am I and who do I want to become? Who do I want to be in this world? And living by that day after day. The next one is obvious. Be intentional with your time. Now, I've talked about this in my discipline episode where I've, you know, talked about how I will put, you know, soft timers on my phone to go off if I'm feeling a little more cluttered that day just to help me keep track of where I'm at and what I'm doing and to remind me that time will go by a lot faster than you think it will and to utilize it in the best way I possibly can. You can get so much out of a day if you actually put the intention into it. It's really what it comes down to. And I think another thing that really helped me was waking up with a purpose every day. Not defining this ultimate, you know, this is my purpose in life, but for the day, what do I want my purpose to be? Do I want it to be today I'm going to be, I am productive and I am loving and I am calm or is my purpose to, you know, be quiet and reserved to myself and do what I need to do to get myself in a better place? You know, stating that I have a purpose 
at the beginning of the day and then taking the time to fulfill that in the ways that I need or that I desire will make you feel just inherently like you've done something that is worth your time because you fulfilled a purpose that is in alignment with you and it helped you get 1% better, which like I said, all about in the Atomic Habits book, he states it's all about getting 1% better every single day. It's not about doing this whole huge transformation overnight, but taking the time to be intentional with what you can change here and there and slowly over the course of time, over the course of a year, you're going to be what, like 365 times better? (laughs) So, So just remind yourself that it takes time, but it is possible and pay attention to where you are putting your attention and what you're indulging in and take your power back and put it in the palms of your own hands and in your mind and in your heart and stop going to all these external pleasures for a temporary dopamine hit which only adds to your discomfort. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I know I did, as always. And I hope that you guys were able to take something away from this, positive, constructive, whatever. And I hope that you have an amazing morning, day, or night, wherever you are.